Hey there, welcome to the Night Force Action Report. It is episode number 209 for Tuesday, March 3rd, 2022. Very proud of myself right now. I am your Mm -hmm. host, Justin Lacey from HorribleNight.com, here to run through video games and things with, as always, my co-host, Ryan Billingsley. As always, it's good to get the numbers right. I'm getting lazy. It was the same mistake that I had a couple episodes ago. I'm updating it in the uh, the file name, but not in the uh, thing I actually read from. So, mm. Mm, very interesting sausage, I'm sure, for everybody. What are we going to talk about tonight? We're going to talk about Square Enix uh, revealing they are who we thought they were. <sighs> and also, I-, I like to think it was planned, but we'll talk about this uh, gameplay leak, or uh, I guess it was in... Uh, it's a tutorial. Tutorial trailer leak for Skull mm-hmm. and Bones. Not to be confused with Sea of Thieves, Kyle. Um, <laughs> before we get there into the other games, let's talk about the biggest, dumbest movie of the summer. Oh, easily. Okay. It has to be. You are excited for some Jurassic Park Dominion. I am. Uh, I, I, I love the original Yes. Jurassic Park. Yes. I think that movie is just an all-timer for me. I absolutely love it. Um, Lost, I think Lost in- World. Lost World was the best and the worst movie I saw 12 times in the theater. <laughs> yeah. So, because I was of that age at that time. <laughs> was yeah. And I think that's, I think it's just, that's part of it is that it's just like, it has huge nostalgia value. Cause that was just like, that was our, that's our, um, I don't know. I was pretty young for like mm. when Indiana Jones started. I was not oh, even sure. born for Star Wars. Like Jurassic Park's kind of like the one that's, that's like point. my lifetime. Like we kind of we kind of have that one. Um, but no. Th- so this is kind of wrapping up this new trilogy that they've done with with Chris Pratt. Um, but they're wrapping it up uh, very Star Wars style by bringing back for basically everybody in the original cast. That was worth having back they kind of reversed it right like they did Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so like just just i didn't i thought that i was gonna be like oh this is gonna gonna be great but then there's like just some scenes with some of those classic characters and i was like (gasps) this is gonna be really fun like it's not gonna be good dr sattler did the glasses thing as she's standing up she did the (laughs) oh my goodness yeah she did a really great sam neill that's <laughs> yeah so uh that's when it had yeah. me i was like if it's if we can be dumb and have fun i i'm 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 in i'm in yeah and i i just loved it like they called out chris pratt's character for wanting to rescue this like baby velociraptor just like what you, the hell are you doing man you, like, you, made, a, you made a promise to a dinosaur <laughs> what <laughs> what's happening here so i just th- i think it's i think it's gonna be i'm sure it's gonna get absolutely pan critically but i don't care because i think it's going to be fun and i'm i'm all for that so yeah fun i'm excited about it. i also laughed at the uh you know he does his does his hand movements to hold the raptors at bay but mm-hmm. then he did it again with like much larger dinosaurs that he's obviously not bonded to but i'm just like does, that's just how it works like you can just yeah. like put your hand he... hand up to a t-rex and be like no <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, it was, uh, I didn't think I wanted this movie at all. Like when they announced they were continuing it. Cause I, I, I liked 
world. Um, yeah, world was fun. World was fun. Um, Fallen Kingdom or whatever. It was ju- I think great. I think what happened was world got a little hyped, um, and people were talking like it was better than Park, and I'm like, you're crazy. It's a it's a good yeah. fun movie, but let's not get ridiculous. And then I think I don't even know what the second one was called. It, um, I think it's Fallen Kingdom. I yes, think that's right. You're right. And uh, it reminded way, me way too much of Lost World. And that's just like yeah. a regret of mine of like pretending that I loved that movie. It was, you know, uh, I enjoyed three. I thought three was dumb and fun, but yeah, two took itself yeah. too seriously and, and kind of missed it. But um, um, and I yeah, so I think I held Lost World against Fallen Kingdom. So I didn't even I wasn't even just moved to see it. But now I kind of. Uh, <laughs> Abby and I were talking about it. She's like, well, do I need to see the other ones? And I was like, not really. I don't, I mean, I think you could put together <laughs> kind of what I has mean, happened. If she hasn't seen World, you at least want to get to know yeah. the two main characters who are going to be, you sure. know, who have been the through line through the trilogy. But yeah, other than that, like, that they're not, like, there is no more islands. So, like, I don't even know how what kind of bearing that has on what you're doing. So, it's going to be interesting. Um, I hope that they, I hope that this is it. Like as much sure, as I do sure. like these movies, like I, I just don't understand. Like once you have them just roaming around the world yeah. open, you can't like put it back in. And like, even like, is it Dr. Wu? I can't remember what his character's name is. Yeah. Um, but even he's like, we've made a horrible mistake. Like finally, like he's come to his conclusion, like after six movies of like, I just, Oh I, crap. I'm the worst person ever. And I just hope that like, there's just so much. I told you so from that, um, original cast. i yes. just like, cause it is a this little bit exactly. Like, yes. Yeah. And we already learned this lesson. Like, yeah. And you, <laughs> like this wasn't, this wasn't the first time. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I hope they really lean into the dumbness of that. But it, yeah, yep. I don't. There's something about the park setting that I still like. That's still. I mean, I don't yeah, know if I want to go movie, back there, but it's like there's something magical about like there's a little bit more discovery to it. I like that more so than just the the thrills and the horror element because I almost feel yeah. like if you're gonna do that, you almost need to lean into that and not try to make it with the same cast. Like make it um, like Predator style. You know what I mean? Like. Yes. Like, I think that's what makes the first movie so amazing is like, it's a slow burn to get to the point where there's dinosaurs. And then it's an even slower burn to get to the point where the dinosaurs uh, are taking over. Mm -hmm. And but from then on out, it's balls to the walls, just like crazy stuff happening. But like, it's like with the other ones, it's just like, there's just dinosaurs everywhere. Like, they're just everywhere doing all kinds of random stuff. And like, like Fallen Kingdom, like the whole dinosaur who's got like the hard head and like they turn it into this whole like video game thing of tricking him into opening a door. And I'm just like, this is just like, clearly you're skewing now towards a younger audience and you want to cater to them because like you've lost all of the suspense that made the first movie really good. Like, yeah. like when you don't know what's going on with that T-Rex pen and like you see the goat and then she's like where's the goat and the leg hits the car like that is just that's some classic cinema stuff which is just i don't expect them to ever recreate that so it's like yeah okay just have as much fun as you can possibly have and that'll be 
what it is. So that'll be fun. It'll be better than yep. uh, Fast and Furious X by far. Oh, uh, gosh. What else is going on with you? Uh, I mentioned last week, but I am in my MCU rewatch. It's an abbreviated one this time because okay. uh, there's a lot more stuff this time than there was last time that I remember doing I mean, I this. Feel like, I feel like you should just keep an updated journal. Like, I, like what I'm more interested in the selection process than the reactions if that makes sense like yeah um, um so i'm through i'm i watched all of phase one that i was gonna watch which i watched <laughs> i watched iron man one sure. and i watched iron man two okay um because that's one yeah and <laughs> and because i like um i like new roadie i don't like og roadie <laughs> um don Cheadle is great mm-hmm. uh and then I watched the first Thor. Okay. Okay. And then I think I, I think that led me into Avengers, which is crazy because that's the end of phase one. So that's um, you. You only miss Hulk that doesn't count, and then Captain America. Or was there another? Oh no, I did watch Captain America. Okay. I, I was trying to remember all. when I was trying to remember when Iron Man three nests itself in there. See, I don't need to. It's I don't it's really a, watch it, that it is after Avengers. Because okay, so is, it's the start of phase two. Yeah, I still I don't know. I I like moments in Iron Man three. I like the banter with the little kid. Um, so just in defense <laughs> of my hatred of most child actors, I, I was going to say I enjoyed that. This goes against everything you believe in. <laughs> um, yes. So okay, uh, I'm just looking at here to make sure. Okay, so yes, Iron Man three kicks off phase two. I did not watch that. I did not watch the Dark World. Yeah. I instead am up to, I uh, just finished what is still my favorite MCU movie of them all, which is Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Hmm. Um, I, like, I'm a big, I read a lot of Tom Clancy stuff. I read a lot of um, military spy thriller kind of stuff. I uh, really like the Bourne franchise. And, like, that movie is just like a... Um, it was like a made for Ryan kind of movie. I love the soundtrack. Um, I love, I don't know. There's just so much I enjoy about that movie. Um, and I wouldn't say to anybody else, this should be your favorite. Like this is definitely a me thing. I've, um, but I've always I said really, like, it's like the best movie that like you could tell me it's not a comic book movie and I would, mm-hmm. you know, it's just, it feels like any other movie. It does feel like a born movie. Um, yeah. How does um, I know you love the movie, but how does uh, Bucky hold up now that you kind of know the additional arc to him later? I literally still get goosebumps every time Cap flips him over his shoulder and takes his mask off and says "Buck." <laughs> like every single time, I just like it gets me every time. And like he's just, I really love Sebastian Stan. I just think that he's. I like the roles that he does and I I like his job that he's done with winter soldier and it's just cool to always see kind of his progression. Um, you know, I'm not as big on civil war just because I really enjoyed civil war, the comic and it was, Mm. it had way more, um, uh, drama impact. Yeah. Yeah. Just, it was just a much bigger deal, um, than what the movie was about. But I just like his story uh, in general, so it's I like seeing his origin, and I think I think he does a good job with it. 
Um, and then it's got Robert Redford as the bad guy, like dudes an all timer. So like, it's just, it's a fun movie. Um, and then I'm leading into another movie that I also enjoy a lot, um, which is guardians one, which is, will be my next one. Is which that is in just, order? So, so it was yeah. Thor two, it was Iron Man three and Thor two, then winter soldier. Yep. Okay. And mm-hmm. then guardians and then age of Ultron. Yeah. Cause I know, oh wow, that's short. That's a short yeah. face. Because and I, then Ant-Man is at the end of the phase, which is weird. Because Ant-Man sets up stuff that happens in phase three. Ant-Man doesn't... I thought Ant-Man ha- hangs out with him in um, Civil War. Yeah, because he's part of that That's fight. what I'm saying. That's why they have to introduce him first. Oh, so Civil War... That's no, why he's yeah, the yeah. end Civil of phase War is two. Civil War is after Ultra. Civil War okay. kicks off phase three. Okay. Wow, that's yeah, fun. That's fun. Um, and then I also rewatched, and I think you're going to talk about this too, so I'll be curious what you said, but I did watch Doctor Strange mm-hmm. out of order just because Anna had never seen it, oh, so cool. I watched it with her. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of, I don't know, I guess I'll just skip over that one because I already watched it. But um, So I said the same thing about you, about you that, that you did as far as whenever Winter Soldier comes, oh, is it like, I think that's my favorite Marvel movie. And Abby just kind of rolled her eyes and she's like, you just said... No Way Home is your favorite movie. I was like, well, <laughs> uh, yeah, I keep forgetting that that's a thing. Yeah, I mean, that is a great, that is a great one. And that's a great one. And then I'm like, and then there's Endgame. And before that, I really liked uh, Ragnarok. And also, uh, you know, Black Panther's really good. <laughs> that's the thing. It's like you, you <laughs> like, especially once you get into, when once you get into the meat of three and definitely into four, um, <laughs> you, you like, you can't go wrong. They're just bangers. You know, the, the other thing that's crazy about so for Cinemac Universe four, because okay, so three I think is probably three is loaded. Um, aside from Guardians two, which I didn't enjoy as much, but you do have Ragnarok, you have Black Panther, you have Infinity War, you have Ant Man and Wasp, you have Captain Marvel, and then it ends with Endgame. Like Phase mm-hmm. three is insane. Yep. Phase four on Disney's website, which is interesting. It like kicks off with like three shows, sure, because it's WandaVision, Falcon the Winter Soldier, Loki. Then we get Black Widow, okay, and then it goes into What If, mm-hmm. um, and then you get the Shang Chi, which is you know, yeah, I need to rewatch. So that. so far, Phase Four is movie wise Black Widow, Shang Chi, and Eternals, but it's like six TV shows. Mm-hmm. So plus, like I don't know what those, you do uh, about that. I think I think Abby's been rewatching it in timeline order on disney plus and they also throw in the one shots which i those are kind of sprinkled through all the phases um which a lot of them i actually haven't seen i've seen some of them but i haven't seen all of them but uh yeah those are interesting too but i don't know what i'm gonna do about phase four rewatch it's like are you gonna watch wandavision i feel like you almost kind of have to i feel like wandavision's the one if i had to pick one of the shows that would be the one because it's gonna have the most impact so um, let's go ahead and get into it. Yeah, I re- we rewatched Doctor Strange just because we've been watching those trailers and then avoiding some of the trailers because they're they're putting a lot of stuff out. I'm like, dudes, I heard out. the last one was really bad. I, didn't I, I don't watch think it. I don't think I watched that one. They had like they weren't labeling them well either because one was just like um, behind the scenes additional information about Scarlet Witch and it's just all like I was like I don't need to like <laughs> yeah. yeah. So um, but yeah, we I had not watched Doctor Strange for a long time. It was one of the it was one of the first movies I watched with Abby to get her into the MCU. I think we started with Black Panther, uh, mm. depending on the timing. No, no, we started with Ragnarok, and then Black Panther, and then 
and then Doctor Doctor Strange for some reason. I don't know why I had the confidence in it. Um, I man, I know the new one is going to be trippy, and I know mm-hmm. it's got also got Sam Raimi behind it, so it's going to be a little silly at times too, but also equally trippy and maybe you know le- leaning into the horror realm, which is cool by me. Uh, I forgot how trippy Doctor Strange was, like mm. just out of the gate, like all of the glass dimension stuff that they throw in there and oh yeah um and it kind of it actually moved faster than i thought they they hurt him real quick like i thought i thought Mm -hmm. that went on uh longer because i actually um went downstairs to take care of some laundry or something and came back and he was already like i went from he was in he was uh doing surgery and about to go into his car to he's trying to get his hands fixed already so that that um Mm -hmm. but um that's a real watchable movie for as like it. I, and I, I think it's easier to watch now. Cause I think I better understand. Like, I think that movie had a bit of a villain problem the first time I watched it, but I really like mm-hmm. Mads Mikkelsen. Um, mm-hmm. and I feel like I understand more of how their multiverses are working. And so like a lot of their banter that didn't make any sense makes a little yeah. bit more sense now. Um, yep. And, uh, yeah, just, uh, the whole idea of getting a God trapped, trapped in a time loop and getting him so annoyed that he has to strike a deal. I still love, yeah. I'd love that moment of, <laughs> he just, uh, keeps coming back. And, uh, no, that game, that movie's beautiful. And I still, I don't even know who directed that. Like I never looked in it, into it at the time, but it's just, it's real striking. Yeah. Um, I was afraid when we started watching it that I was like, oh, is this movie more boring than I remember? <laughs> like, I was just like, I was a little worried about that. Um, but yeah, it does. It moves. It moves well. Um, it was directed by Scott Derrickson. Okay. I don't know who that is. Um, but yeah, uh, I do always, every time I watch that movie, I'm just like, was Dormammu supposed to be um galactus because he looks like galactus and they're talking about him devouring worlds and i'm just like is that going to be a thing that comes up again i don't know um kind of tangentially related to this uh the director who did the three spider-man movies the newest trilogy um was supposed to direct the new fantastic four movie for disney and he just bowed out of the project (laughs) like i need a superhero break (laughs) yeah because he needs to go do some other things and clear his head yeah because like he if you do that movie, you're not doing one. It's like you're, he's, I think he had to have been like, I, I can't do another trilogy. I can't yeah, do it. Because another. if one comes and it's good and everybody's yeah. like, Oh my gosh, we finally got a good fantastic four movie. Then like, you gotta come back. You gotta keep doing it. So yeah, I'll be curious to see who they get to try and save. Did they not like it? Yeah, I think so. Um, I think he feels really, I was gonna say, I think he's pretty likable. I think that's like, it doesn't yeah. it doesn't hinge on a lot of the Marvel humor beats that a lot of the movies have to do. Um and I think um yeah, I think that's why we both were probably nervous about showing that movie off a bit. Yeah. Yep. But um but I think it what it lacks in humor it makes up for in kind of spectacle or trippiness as far as like there there is not there aren't many movies visually that look like Doctor Strange and I think that's real interesting to people and helps helps move it along. But Yeah. I agree. Uh, what else? What other little quick shout outs you got? 
Um, we started watching Severance. Uh, we are two episodes in, and boy, does that show put some hooks in you? Because Anna wanted me to cancel our show tonight so that we could watch Severance instead. Okay. So, uh, yeah, it's it's it starts the first episode. I think is like it's a little weird, but it's also a little slow. But I think it definitely starts setting some stuff where you're like, wait what's going on like you 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 get to that point pretty quick which is fun so i'm looking forward to continuing to watch that show um i that definitely felt like the show the internet was assuming we were all watching so that one uh, i definitely felt i saw somebody who who i respect on twitter say it was the best thing television or movie that's on right now okay i was like dang okay so apparently i need to pay attention to that so uh, I did not know that it was directed by Ben Stiller. At least the first two episodes were, which was really interesting. Yeah. Um, I on a, such a very different note, I started shaping my guitar neck for my guitar that I am building. Uh, I've never, I like audibly laughed with joy w- when I like started doing it because it's like. It's a it's a crazy feeling to turn a block of wood into something that you're going to hold into your hand and play as a musical instrument. Um, but but it went well uh, right up until I put my chisel into a part of it and I had to do a repair. That part sucked. But everything else went really well. So that's been really fun. Um, I kind of can start seeing like like how this thing is actually going to be finished, which is exciting. Cause there was definitely a point where I'm like, this will never, I'll never figure out how to get this done. So I'm excited about that too. Um, so yeah, when that's, when it's actually done, I'll make sure to show that off. It'll definitely be on the wall. documenting it in any way. Are you, I've been taking lots of pictures. Um, I've been posting up stuff, uh, in our woodworking and oh, okay. yeah, woodworking channel. Uh, that's, that's interesting. Cause you know, with, Elon killing Twitter and I feel like our Instagram presence fading. Um, mm-hmm. I've been thinking about a lot like, yeah, where do you share that stuff? And it, it is, we're, we're now down to like um, closed internal circles. Like as far as mm-hmm. uh, where we share that stuff. Um, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. And it's, and it's freeing. This is a very different, this is a very different topic, but related to this. I don't know if you feel this because I know you have a lot of you and I both have started a lot of off topic and um, like tangentially related channels in our discord. Mm-hmm. But there is something freeing about knowing that like I am posting to this channel. And if you don't give a crap about mm-hmm. woodworking, you just mute it and it never affects you and you don't have to worry about it. And so I don't have to worry about bugging people because like that's what always kind of kept me from posting on Instagram is like, well, do I want to see other people po- posting pictures of this? And I'd be like, no, not really. So then I wouldn't want to do it. Cause I'm like, well, I'm just going to be clogging up people's feeds and nobody cares about this anyway, but me. So yeah. it's just a, it's a weird thing, but I definitely do like having dedicated channels where I'm like, well, if you don't like woodworking content, then just go somewhere else. Like that, that's, that's like our safe space to do that. So I could, yeah, I could blow that up into a much larger conversation, but uh, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then some joyous news. <laughs> um, my Steam Deck, well, not my Steam Deck. My Steam Deck is now. Is it my Steam Deck? 
going to get refurbished and I don't even know what that will be if they're going to sell those some at some point or I don't know what that's go- what that's looking like but I have a new Steam Deck. Um you know I'm it's hard. There's not really a way to know for sure if it's brand new but it looks brand new and it smelled brand new so I'm just going to say that it was new. Um but yeah and it has all of the working buttons which is a big plus. Um and my cord doesn't electrocute me, which apparently is a problem for other people uh, that we know. Um, so, yeah, I was really happy to have it back. And I played some games that I'll talk about later on it. But uh, I did. I generally did miss it. I do. I do enjoy having that device. I thought this would be a good period of time. I it was gone long enough that if I'm like, ugh, I don't really care. But there were like multiple days where I'm like, damn it, I wish I had this thing back so I could be playing something right now. And I couldn't. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm yeah. still super stoked for mine. Uh, living vicariously between uh, f- between you and Aaron and a couple Aaron's got all the things now. Yeah, a couple a couple journalists or whatever I follow um, got theirs recently, and they've been doing a lot of. One of them was got it hooked into um, the Xbox Cloud streaming, which is just mm. just seeing that come together. Is, it's still cool. Like. Yeah, I don't think I'll do it, but it's cool that you can pull that off. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. Um, shout out to... I didn't really see it through, but I think I might try to make Sunday Night Baseball a thing in the house. Mm. Um, Because I like baseball. We haven't been to a, a minor league game yet. Hopefully this week or and next week. Sucks. Yeah, it hasn't been great. And then I was I was digging into it and like holy shit, are the Reds terrible? And <laughs> they sold their entire they traded their yeah. entire team away. Yeah, I saw some preseason coverage that was trying to hi- hype them up. Of and I was, but yeah, they uh, they are terrible. So it's just like oh, I don't really I don't really have a team. And it was kind of like trying to embrace that fact. And maybe like I don't think we'll watch the whole game, but I I like the idea. Of just having Sunday night baseball on in the house in the background on Sunday nights as we wind down the weekend. Uh, hmm. It seems like, a th- I mean, because we're not going to be invested in any of the teams. So let's just watch mm-hmm. watch some baseball, see some of the different fields. We've been talking about trying to pick a city to go see a random baseball game in. Um, so I just, yeah, just kind of in the mood for that this this spring and see if that goes into the summer. So I did turn the game on. I think it was, I want to say Phillies Mets. I, I'm, I'm getting some of my John Boy highlights. All those breakdowns mm. are in my head, so the teams are getting confused. That's are good this year, I think. Yes. Finally? Yes. In, yeah, the Phillies. Like, who's uh, Scherzer on? Right, now? He's on the Mets. Yeah, it was Phillies-Mets. Because uh, <laughs> I turned it on, and they were going on and on about Max Scherzer and uh, how awesome he is and how great of a season he's having. And then, He is awesome. Um, I love Max. And then, the, what's his name? Big name from um, Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper hit a home run off him as they're like going over nice. all his strikeout stats. And anyway, nice. but yeah, so that was um, I don't know. I don't watch much live TV other than our Eurosport stuff. So mm-hmm. I don't know. There's just been. I feel like I've gone through all the streaming services and all my YouTube highlights, and I was like, I want something different to turn on the TV that we can kind of ignore, but also kind of watch. And I was like. Baseball's actually real good for that. So we'll see. Yeah, if, we'll see if that's for tough. sure. Um, and then I've been laughing at myself. <laughs> I don't know if I'm fascinated by my new car 
um, and it's the tech that's in it because it's 2022 tech or the fact that I had a 2008 car and I just missed 14 years of technology that's gone into cars because <laughs> uh, I giggle still at the keyless entry at the fact that like that's the big thing for me is still getting used to those dongles that don't have keys on them you know what I mean um, the not the dongles what are they called the key fobs that don't oh, have keys yeah, yeah. yeah. And just the fact that nah, I just touch my door handle and it knows if I wanted to lock it or unlock it. And because at first he, he showed it to me and it um, and it locked it. And that made sense to me. I didn't realize it. Wait, would... you touch the door handle and it locks your car? If Yeah. Yeah. It does whatever oh. it isn't. It does that because that because oh, I don't like that because the way that he said it. Well, no, it, it it detects where your keys are. It won't do it if your keys are in the car. So like it, no, no, no. I mean, like my car has it too, where you touch the handle and it unlocks the car. Yeah. But my car locks it when I walk away. Oh no, yeah. Oh, well, I, I don't that. have to touch it at all. I just get out of the car and walk away, I and it locks do- and arms the alarm. I think mine does that too because I unlocked it when I went to go pick my dog up, uh-huh. um, and I was coming right back out. So I wanted to leave the car unlocked, and it was locked when I came back. So I yeah. think I have that too. But I can also just touch it to lock it. Same mm. way. So, I don't know. That's dumb. I think that's cool. There's also... Like, it is cool. You know, there's a little light on the inside of the handle. So, when it's dark, you can also see the handle. Um, um, and then I got the windows tinted, um, like, you know, within a week of getting it. So, like, I don't know. It feels like it's ready to go now. So, that's, you know, as much angst as I have from the car buying experience and still feeling like I left way too much money on the table... Um, I, I'm, I'm at least enjoying the car and I like, cause that day I got it, I didn't love the car anymore. Mm. I was just so burnt out and worn out and like, uh, that's, no, multi- that's the, no fun. you know, I had to, I had to do a thing where I had to come back to the dealership the next day to finish up paperwork stuff. It's just mm. like, it didn't feel like my, I didn't have that moment of like, you know, that's in the commercials yeah. or you t- I want to, I didn't want to take a picture of the car and share it with people. Like it was just, it was weird, but mm. I'm warming up to it now. Anyway. Okay, I know we're 30 minutes in, but I totally forgot like a huge thing that happened this weekend that you would appreciate, and so I'm going to talk about it, and people are just going to have to suck it up. I went to King's Island on Saturday. (laughs) Um, I haven't been in like, I don't know, 15 years or something like that. Um, I haven't been on a roller coaster in that long. Um, We, well, okay, so. How'd that feel? (laughs) Old man. It was nuts. It was nuts. Uh, Yeah. Going getting closer to forty, <laughs> me feels very different than back then. Um, but also, the way that this worked, also micro concussions. Remember, those are a thing now. Yeah, I think I got one of those <laughs> at one point. Um, so we we were. This was for my oldest daughter's like her like youth group was going on this trip, okay. but it was like my wife was going to have to go to chaperone, and so she was like, "Well, why don't you and your youngest just go?" And, like, the only thing was my oldest did not want her younger sister around. So, it was just me and my youngest. (laughs) And so, we started off – we started off small. If you've never been to Kings Island, it's – You rode the Beastie. That's Ed and Hannah Barbera land. Nope. We start – that's not even there anymore. (laughs) I know. I know. I don't know what's <laughs> it's, I, I don't it's know who Snoopy. Owns it. It's Snoopy Land now. And so the park is actually now owned by the same company that owns Cedar Point. Oh, Cedar yeah. Parks yeah. owns both of them at this point. Um, but we ra- we went on the racer. The racer is fifty years old, sure. five zero sure. years old. It was the original roller coaster at Kings Island. It's still there. Um, and she she loved that. Yeah. 
And then we walked over because um, we were right next to it. We walked over to Orion. Orion is their brand new. Oh, okay. Um, four hundred and ten foot. Uh, I don't know anything uh, about it. Okay. Yeah, so it's their new big roller coaster, and she took one look at it and said, "Nope, I'm not okay. doing that." Okay. And I was like, "Okay, all right, fine." So the Beast is closed. Um, that's the other one that they're really known for. It's being renovated, so it's going to open next month. Um, but mm. that was down. So then we we ended up riding the racer again. Mm-hmm. I ended up riding it like three times that day. But by uh, that time, you've walked around the park. I mean, we've we've been kind of meandering at this okay. point. But okay. then finally, I convinced her to go on the Diamondback. The Diamondback is basically the almost the exact same ride as Orion. It's just the precursor to it, so it's not as tall. It's, it's three hundred feet. Mm-hmm. And she went on that, mm-hmm. and she had a lot of fun, Good. and she said, that was crazy. And I said, well, do you want to go on a Banshee? And she was like, okay. So Banshee is a suspended, mm-hmm. um, it does a couple of loops and a couple of barrel rolls uh, kind of coaster. And so we went on that. She really liked that. And so then we did some other stuff. We saw her sister, and we were getting close to the end of the day, and she was like, I want to go on a ride. Oh. And I was like, Okay. <laughs> so then we get in line and it's, you know, it's like one of those things where if you, if you hit stuff in the morning, you can ride a lot really fast. Once you get towards the later parts of the afternoon, that's when the lines, are that's the, when the locals show up. Yeah, it's terrible. So we were in line for an hour to get on this ride. We get up to the platform yeah. and we're probably like one or two rides away and they're like there are minor technical difficulties we're going to have a delay and i like could see both of my kids just like faces just like what like just thankfully it was actually a minor difficulty and they're able to turn it around and uh and yeah we went on it and she said that was crazy and she had a good time awesome. so yeah it was cool um you know, it's it's nice because it's close. It's a really easy drive. It's still not as good as Cedar Point. Like, oh yeah, it's just but. it's gonna take them a while. I think of of tearing. They're they're already planning on tearing down some stuff, and they already have a new one that's in the works right now. But also, you don't. Uh, I mean, I'm glad I experienced Cedar Point later because it's tough to compare. Oh um, my gosh, I have a lot of yeah, great. So I live King- close to it, so I went to it all the time. And then when we, the first time I remember the first time we went to Kings Island, I was like, what the hell is this place? This place We're done. Sucks. It's noon. We're done. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, let's, let's go. I let's have, go to our I have so many f- good memories of that park though. So, um, but it uh, was really fun. I really enjoyed it. I was, I like, I, Orion is a great ride. It's where, really fun. Where is Orion? Like it's, so did it's, it replace it's, Vortex? Uh, maybe. Cause Vortex is gone. It's actually, yeah. you walk underneath the racer okay so it's do they still and not have the, that the, they don't have the uh right of fear the thing is those is inside of fear is still there okay so you pass flight of fear okay. so i think to get to the entrance to orion okay so i think it replaced like they had kind of a superman ride the one of oh, those yeah. type of hanging ones i think it must have and then there's a bunch of them that are still around that they've just renamed like top gun is now called the bat yeah um this is a really terrible name because they had a ride called the bat and somebody died on it before the vortex yeah. which is weird and top gun was always a kind of crappy ride it was a really top gun is fun. great if you have a fast pass and you can just ride it a bunch because it's sure. a super fast ride but like waiting in any kind of line for that thing uh anyway yeah i could yeah um yeah i think you got all my questions but like the last time i went to king's island really enjoyed banshee and yeah, yeah the banshee one she was fun the not king cobra the one you're the other snake um, oh diamondback yeah 
And then um, yeah. there was another ride. I don't. It wasn't Face Off, but I think it used to be called Face Off. There was another oh, ride back in, in Vertigo. There was that one that I rode after. I'm pretty sure Vortex gave me a concussion. Because um, oh, I slammed, was bad. I slammed my head like real hard on the uh-huh. and um, and then we rode Vertigo, and I thought I was gonna fall out. Oh, like it just I I don't know if my head was just in the wrong space. I just did wasn't comfortable, so my day was weird after that point. But yeah. Um, oh, the other one they have too is called uh, Mystic Timbers, which is another wood roller coaster that's pretty oh. fun. It's got some like really fast um, directional changes. Um, that's, that's a good one too. That's probably replaced Son of Beast. I would imagine. Yeah, Son of Beast, which <laughs> I rode on the year before they tore it down. Woo! And my goodness, I've never Glad hated a okay. roller coaster more than that. Yeah, Glad you're okay. it was awful. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was named after the Face Off movie Penguin because they, yeah, it was Paramount's Kings Island for a while. So Top Gun, Face Off, Days of Thunder. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Trying to get anything, anything else um, because the Flight of Fear was. Outer Not, limits? Yes. Yeah. I was like, it yeah. wasn't it wasn't uh Twilight Zone, but yeah. So yeah. uh yeah, face off. Um all right. Well, our off topic podcast is alive and well. Yes. Uh <laughs> we're gonna continue uh doing the night force action report every Monday night, 10 p.m. Eastern. Twitch TV slash horrible night. I did check in uh with Aaron about potential other podcasts. Have given up on those, but we'll wait till uh um, the the f- new father of three comes back to life a little bit. Uh, he's playing a lot of games though, so he'll he have plenty is. to talk about when we do get caught up. So, um, you can catch uh this show and your podcast feeds on Tuesdays, and yeah, appreciate your support. Let's get into our first drop, and let's <laughs> let's talk about how you discovered today's Square Enix news. I discovered it from you. Okay. Um, and what was your initial reaction, uh, regardless of how I framed it? Well, you didn't frame it. You just, uh, it was your your aggregator, your okay. bot posted it into our Discord. And so I saw that news. And um, I mean, my first reaction was I was just... Um, I'm like I'm I I I I think I just felt over it. Like I felt like I was just over like they just have consistently not been able to support their western studios in any way that makes any kind of sense. They're constantly saying they're underperforming even though they're turning out things that are good and that sell well, but their standards are just don't make any sense. And I don't understand where their benchmarks are coming from. Yeah. That's the, um, so that was my question was, I I was curious if you went on the square Enix side or if you went, <gasps> IDOS Montreal and IDOS are free, like more of relief for those studios. Cause they did find a home. Yeah. I mean, that is my hope, you know, there's nothing there's nothing guaranteed in getting sold sure. to it. Like we've seen plenty of studios get sold to other studios and um, you know, them not like, you know, not really understanding like how did Square Enix end up with these studios in the first place? So, you know, like um but I mean I think I think Crystal Dynamics is the one that got to me the most because it's just like they were told to make a game that they did not feel comfortable making and then didn't turn out 
to be, you know, like a super easy, let's just turn uh, Marvel IP into gold, which is what Square thought it was going to be, even though there was tons of like hints that it was never going to be that because it was problematic from the get go. Um, and to, to, to put that up against what they did with that Tomb Raider trilogy, which, which was really just really solid, a really great, like reimagining of what a Tomb Raider game can be, um, you know, really fun. Um, so it's like you, you have them do something that isn't in their wheelhouse and then you're upset with them when it doesn't turn out to be the next horizon. Which is what I think Square's expectations were. Like, yeah, yeah, we know you don't do that stuff, but you know, you're gonna you're gonna do this and it's you're gonna have one of those moments where it's just gonna be this like huge success and we're gonna look great. And there's just nothing about Square Enix that has ever said that they're capable of shepherding <laughs> like shepherding a studio in that way and like giving them the support that Sony or Microsoft do with some of their studios when they wanna take big swings at things. Um, and they, and they did that. They clearly demonstrated they're not that publisher because then they just like, were like, Oh, well they suck. They didn't meet our expectations. And like, what, are, what are you talking about? So I'm happy for crystal. I think any, anybody who's willing to give them a shot and let them do what they're good at. I think good things can flow from that. Um, so in it, and I'm excited about Guardians 2 just being like a uh, game of the year and Embracer being the one that'd be like, you stupid jerks should have never have sold this for us $300 million or whatever. Like, that just seems so low. It uh, seems somebody, so like Square does not value these two studios at all, which is crazy. Yeah, because what was that tweet that I found as far as like Gearbox alone was worth over $1 billion or something? Which is nuts. I'm not making that up, am I? I don't know. I hope I hope Gearbox wasn't valued that high. That seems crazy. Three hundred million isn't a lot. They they try to. Man. Yeah. So uh, so you've got a bunch of IP uh-huh. that is now going to be part of this. What is becoming already is huge. Embracer is already big um, because they do have Gearbox. They have THQ Nordic. And now they have these two other studios. So like they're quickly becoming like one of the, the bigger players as far as publishers are concerned, um, which I guess you that, know, that was the cool thing about um, the IDOS so- Montreal side of it's cool that they got to show something other than Deus Ex that, that, that yeah. like. I mean, honestly, it's it's just looking at that Guardians game. It's like there's there's something awesome here, like, mm-hmm. and then you look at Embracer Group's uh, portfolio. <laughs> um, it's all over the place, um, mm-hmm. but they technically would have more options now. So there could be some some interesting collaboration there. Uh, yeah, just really, um. It's a real interesting place to land because we just don't know right now. You know, it seems like Embracer Group is just hoarding IP and studios, and right. um, we don't really know what's going to come out of them. But there's there's a lot of promise out there as far as like I don't know wanting another publisher to kind of enter the space. You know, 
with Ubisoft's future being pretty up in the air, um, EA still not firing on all cylinders, Activision Blizzard no longer a thing. Um, <laughs> it's um, it's it's kind of wild that this happened the way that it did. It just it like the announcement just seemed kind of out of the blue. Square wanted free of those uh of those studios, obviously. Um and you would have thought that I don't know, Sony or Microsoft, who's always shopping for studios now, that they might land there, but or EA or somewhere like um Yeah, I didn't see Embracer Group happening and then at the same time there I think before this news hit, the the rumors over the weekend is that whatever the fuck's going on at Warner Brothers Discovery, which I still don't understand that merger of like, how the hell does Discovery have that much money? Like Discovery is in charge. Like how do they, right. how are they in charge? But they're shopping around their studios, their video game studios and their IP. So, hmm. um, and so I thought that was the, the next purchase news we would, we were going to get. I just thought like Square Enix was going to go one more round. Um, but, um, so I, I think it's, I I was left with being excited for hopefully that these, these teams will get to take another swing at uh, what they do best. Um, And then, you know, then you see the other square Enix news that they're going to actually lean into (sighs) all the bullshit. They're going to lean into blockchain games. Um, (laughs) And I don't even, it's just besides being baffled, which we've talked about it before being baffled by their, forecasting and their expectations i don't like i don't trust them like as big of a fan of final fantasy 14 and final fantasy 7 remake as we've been in recent years yeah i just don't trust them with what they've got like they just don't seem to be in the video game business anymore and um so it's it's it makes me nervous for the stuff that they own that i like um but um they're kind of headed into that murky future for video games that i uh i'm not too sure about yeah you definitely have to hope that like for the most part they have left final fantasy alone like they've kind of let their teams go and do what they're going to do and make really solid games and that all of this other nonsense that they feel is their their future is going to be like to pad out their portfolio and like leave those things as what they are, leave them as triple a or, you know, like the thing about final final fantasy 14 is that they're getting recurring revenue off of it. So I'm sure they're happy with that. Mm -hmm. Like it's critically, uh, beloved, but then also they're getting recurring revenue, which is what they really want. Um, you know, remake, I think they do enough sales and get enough money from that, that, that they're, I think they will leave that alone. Um, but then I think just everything else is going to come out of there is just going to be, it's going to be, you know, pure garbage. Like, like if they make a sequel to outriders, I fear what they're going to do to that thing. Um, because I think they'll, I think they'll put pressure on that studio to do stuff and they're going to be like i don't think this is what we should do and they're like we don't really care what you think like what's just cause five gonna be like yeah just like like those those and you know they're keeping control so those were some of the western titles that they're 
they're holding on to, which is just cause outriders and life is strange. I, th- um, I think that has to be that just cause five has to be too far along. And also they're trying to do a just cause mobile thing. And mm-hmm. then, um, outriders is just now releasing its expansion. Um, right. So maybe those are just too close. Uh, but the I true would not- colors just came out. Not, not too long. Oh ago. yeah. Sure. So yeah, maybe they're still getting tail end of that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I think, you know, the president of Square Enix is in a, uh, like a, a really fierce, heated competition with Eves to be the worst video game company on the planet. <laughs> uh, and they just continue to buy time for what are some of our classic least liked video game companies. So, um, I think I think we also just approach it from yes, they're leaving fourteen and and remakes and Final Fantasy proper alone. It seems like those have their development processes and their teams set. Yeah. Bus- those are business as usual. But it's I'm always worried they're going to do some dumb experiment with something else that's going to affect the company that that then hurts these other games or inevitably. This is all we've got. We've got to we've got to put all of our crazy ideas into these games too, um, and ultimately, it's these franchises that we care about and are invested in that just don't have the caretakers uh, anymore. And that's just an interesting phase and age of the games industry because Penguin brought up Konami. I mean, they're just now a holding <laughs> or a pachinko parlor. Yeah, that and I'm pretty and, sure and half Yakuza at this point, I believe. So, um, but they're just own this IP that we I really care about and it's always my fear of of Capcom at the same time of of just um trying to bring these games into the next generation of game designers and uh some of these long-time Japanese publishers are um in an interesting place um yeah well it was it was definitely I don't know I I thought we would have more lead time I guess off on on this story. I I mean, it felt like it was inevitable, but at the same time it didn't feel like it was well, burning hot. Yeah, I don't know if like I don't know what embracers like what their PR arm looks like because like I feel like if this was a Microsoft acquisition, oh, okay. we would hear a lot more about it because Square doesn't want to talk about it because they're dumping and running. Like they mm-hmm. don't this isn't a big like they're not happy about this move. Like they thought these studios would make them this a ton a of money. Failure. And they're like, yeah, yeah, they didn't make us a ton of money. So now we're going to sell them off. Um, so yeah, I, I, I don't really know. Like, like I just like Embracer just feels like a conglomerate that we don't hear from. Mm-hmm. Like is Embracer going to have a showcase this summer? Who knows? Like it's like, they're a weird, they're one of those weird new, large publishers that isn't part of like the normal ebb and flow of what we expect from large publishers. Uh, So I think that's part of what made it kind of a weird, you know, they haven't revealed the trash out kind of news story. And yeah, we kind of, I kind of said the beginning that Square Enix revealed they are who we thought they were and we don't know who Embracer group is yet. So, yeah, um yep. yeah but um always i don't know even on this big news side of things it's interesting when uh things can kind of still surprise us so um because like i said 
We'll see where Warner Brothers lands next. We'll see what happens with Ubisoft. I still feel yeah. like Sony's got another big card to play, and I feel like that might even get another response from Microsoft. Who knows? So, right. Um, I don't think uh, any of this has like settled yet by any means. Yeah. On to my games of the week. Uh, I am. I'm thrilled, man. I played the hell out of a couple games I've been talking about um, that were in early access for the past year plus. And honestly, for as much as I loved Rogue Legacy 1, like that being my, I don't know, just the tentpole uh, roguelike for me of just like establishing that genre in my brain, but also being super fun to play. I wasn't immediately drawn to the early access version of Rogue Legacy 2. And I, um, you know, but I checked it out. And then, as I do with those games, I'll see it 1.0. And this game is deep. There's a ton of content in this game. That's like the first thing that struck me. And the second is just how polished the platforming and the action feels. And uh, so, yeah, it's just it's fun to fun to play and lots of stuff to unlock. I finally got through the first uh, section, the, the castle section, um, even unlocked a couple classes that I wasn't sure about that I ended up liking um the rangers come a long way doing doing um ranged combat in a game like rogue legacy that you know feels like castlevania at, at its core uh is is weird um and the mage and the ranger um were tough to play but i think i get them now um but i've been real excited i i really like the duelist which is kind of their fencer guy and he mm. uh he attacks unlock that one. yeah he attacks really quickly uh, and if you can bump up his his damage, you can start to see the DPS really really go up there. But um, yeah, I, I thought I'd like this game, but I just loving it out of the gate is is refreshing. I've just been struggling for another game to kind of in this post Elden Ring world of my expectations are just I just feel like they're all over the place now. They're just trying to settle again because I just don't know what to expect. I've uh, you know, I found some calm and joy in some of these indie games and uh yeah this turned out a lot better than i thought i think you got to play a bit of it yeah i did uh i actually i actually it was the first game that i bought and played on my deck oh um, nice yeah it plays it plays great uh on the deck which is awesome um i don't remember a lot about rogue legacy i think i was like just pretty burnt out on roguelikes by the time yeah. it like was on my radar that I don't think I played it a ton, but I do like the diversity of classes um, that you can unlock. And I think that really makes like run to run, um, you know, keeps things fresh, which is super fun. Um, I don't know. We'll talk about it when we get to uh, our second or no, we're not talking about that today. No, feel free. Uh, <laughs> I just don't know that I really am still in the mood for a roguelike. Sure. Like, I just don't know. There's nothing wrong with this. Like, the presentation is amazing. Platforming is great. Combat feels fun. Like, I have no qualms with the game. I just don't know that this is the game that I want to be playing right now. The, I kind or, of ran into this problem with Dead Souls 2. Or the genre that you want to play right yeah, now. Yeah, it's just the genre. Yeah. Um but yeah, I don't know. I'm sure it'll be something that I just pick up and, and do a couple runs because um, it's fun to just hop in and do that stuff. I mean, I don't, um, I don't think it's doing anything extraordinary, but it, it 
like it helped establish this genre and like at a kind yeah. of a, a next tier of polish um when it first came out so like that's the nostalgic draw to me for rogue legacies everything is built off of the foundation that rogue legacy set and if yeah. you know depending on the order you play that stuff in so i can't like so i do have a lot of nostalgia tied to the franchise but it um but also that i don't know i just feel like from a 2d platformer action platformer standpoint like that stuff feels so good like every everything mm-hmm. about the movement and the the combat and then the diversity of enemies and where it sealed it for me was when i got out of that first section because the first the castle section feels exactly like the first game and mm-hmm. and if you if you put lots of hours in the first game that can wear on you when you're trying to grind up to 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 get through it but as soon as the second section unlocked like it just has a whole different structure to it um like it felt more outdoors and and like it just didn't have the same room structure um and once i started to see that variety pop up it just got me excited about all the other things going on in that game and um yeah i still you know i still enjoy their their leveling up system how you kind of upgrade the castle but also get your gear and then i don't know um the boatman always taking you back and laughing when he gets your money still cracks me <laughs> up. So, um, yeah, that turned out a lot better than I thought, even with my, you know, multiple weeks of hype, look, trying to find a game that I was excited about. Um, nice. speaking of which did check in with Dorf Romantic, which I think it might be under 10 bucks now. Uh, it might mm. be on sale. Um, our game is, uh, super chill. If you need a chill game, somebody and somebody, um, I want to say Alex on the on the Next Lander podcast described it as like a game that you would see just <laughs> it was like building a model at a senior citizen's home. Like as far as like <laughs> that's the game. It's just like you're just kind of playing with the model on the table and that's you're putting down tiles, you're making things match. There's no real stress to it and mm. um but they also added a couple other modes. They added a quick mode which gives you a lot less tiles, but it's more about like uh, not speed, but here are the only tiles you're going to get and what's the highest score you can get and then come back and play it again because, um, yeah, my girlfriend is so good at this game. Like, she can um, she can play that game for hours and just keep it going, and it's across multiple sessions, so it also has that in it. But, yeah, that uh, game came out real well, real well, so I'll be, I'll be propping that up at any chance I get because I think there's not much much like it and when you're in the mood for it it's great uh speaking of games that when you're in the mood for it it's great and i was not in the mood for it um checked out and upgraded to the stanley parable ultra deluxe that just came out in the last week have you played stanley parable before i have not um it was super novel when it came out and i played the hell out of it it is a very narrative driven game almost one of those OG walking simulators, but very funny. It, it, it feels the narrator feels very portal like, like the humor, okay. the writing feels like feels mm-hmm. like that. Uh, I won't spoil the twists with it, um, but um, yeah, having an, a narration driven game, I was not in the mood for that. I've forgotten how heavy that was and how much of its novel design re- relies on that. And I was like, especially for stuff I've played before. I'm trying to see the new stuff. It was it was a bit much and. Um, but I'm excited that it got another release and seems to be doing well because it's super unique. Um, I can't remember if I talked about this game last week. Did I talk about Peglin? Mm-mm. Peggle 3. Finally, Verdian. Peggle 3 is out. Um, <laughs> but they made a roguelike Peggle game. Uh, 
And <laughs> what? Yeah. So your little pachinko game where you're bouncing the balls around and uh-huh. basically um, above the little pachinko board, uh, the peggle board are like enemies approaching you um, one step at a time. Um, and you're trying to damage them by hitting as many combination of pegs on the board as possible um, before they can damage you. So, like, you know, you shoot the ball, okay. and then they advance one space. You shoot the ball, then they advance one space. And then you're, you've basically got, like, um, a bag full of balls that all have special abilities. So you... Um, but you can only have so many of certain types. So, like, you've got your your basic ones that do a basic level of damage. Some of them that, like won't do much damage unless you hit the crit peg. And when that happens, that all multiplies and you do a ton of damage, like an ice ball, a fireball, those types of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, So, and those are always cycling through. You have to go through your bag before you can get back to the, uh, the, the full list. So like you might only have one ice ball. So when you use that, it's going to be seven or eight more balls before you can get back to it. But um, yeah, just lots of randomness going on there, going on there. But you know, I like Peggle. I like, I like that gameplay and yeah. you know, it's kind of like a puzzle quest side of, side of things uh, um, added to that. So I thought that was real clever clever, and I think it's an early access but I was happy to uh, plop down a, a few bucks for that. Um, There's also a free demo. Oh nice. If you want to check it out. So. I recommend that. Yeah. It's uh, you need that peggle fix with a little bit of combat. There you go. Um, nice. Well I don't want to go out on a bummer so I'll say this one first. I I dislike tunic. <laughs> like I Ooh. I don't enjoy it. I tried it again. Wow. Okay. And I just I don't I know what they're going for, but it's just bouncing off of me hard to the point where like I don't find their puzzles clever. I find them like it's almost like they're laughing at me of like because You'll find shortcuts that you can get to from the very beginning. But again, they're all hidden from your perspective. Like, if you know they're there, you can go there. So when you find them, it just it just feels like the game's been holding something over me the whole time. It doesn't, it doesn't feel like I'm discovering things. There's something off in me or mm. the game that I just, I don't appreciate it. <laughs> and I don't enjoy the combat. And I... It's all an homage to Link the Past, and it's all there, and it's it's done beautifully. But the, but it's also off enough that just like all the little decisions they made make me not enjoy my time with it, and I'm I'm kind of done with it. And I think other wow. people will love it, and I think they some of them might find it as like their indie game of the year. And I don't know why I'm so harsh on it, but I have tried three different times now and put eight hours in the game, so. That's pretty fair. Yeah. Um, also, in between Rogue Legacy runs, I went back and played some Dead Cells, and I still like Dead Cells. It's real fun. So that, that's my last shout out. Nice. I know how much you love. Coop also does not like Dead Cells. I did not know that. It's not that I have anything against the game. It's just, I don't know. There's just something about, like, I've gotten very far in Dead Cells. And it just doesn't do something that Hades did. Because, like, Hades, I just could not, like, I just wanted to keep going and, like, would just pour hours into that game. So it's, yeah, I don't know. There's just something about that formula that just doesn't quite hit right for me. I mean, that's an interesting point. Like, uh, 
Dead Cells definitely feels like the in-between <laughs> game mm-hmm. of Rogue Legacy and Hades. Like Hades was the kind of to me the next milestone in that genre. So yeah, um, that's a good point. Let's go to the second drop, and I think I would have put my money that Skull and Bones was completely dead at this point. Like I felt like the no oh, yeah. the stories that were coming out about the development hell that that game has been in, it just seemed like that studio was trying to find a way out of their contract or, or just like, just let us go. Just like, just somebody end this was, um, kind of how I left it. But yeah, they leaked a tutorial, uh, video of a Assassin's Creed looking pirate game, (laughs) which importantly was confirmed is actually the tutorial video for Skull and Bones by Ubisoft. So this is not like speculative, like they confirmed that it, this is in fact the real thing. Um, and uh, I don't, I don't know. I, I'm interested in that game. I don't think there's a chance in hell that it, it can be good. But I like. I still go back to my Black Flag days. I liked that combat, and um, and it. I feel like I know how it differs. I feel like I know. I, I feel like that I understand that it's different gameplay than Sea of Thieves. Yeah. And I want to see how that plays. Like, there were a couple other pirate games that there was some, like, almost Battle Royale one that came out around that, that time, too, like, that I want to try. And mm-hmm. who else is doing ship combat at that level? So, like, I'm still curious about it, but I just, there's something about. I don't know how to support the game, I guess. Like, is it, is it, would it be good to um, get behind it when it comes out? Uh, or as far as how Ubisoft has handled that studio and how that game has come about, like, I don't even, I don't even know. Do we let it die or do we try it out kind of thing? It's really hard because I watched that tutorial and I'm like, wow, this kind of does answer a lot of the problems that I have with Sea of Thieves in that you're working to get a better boat. Yeah. Like that alone is a huge thing. Like you're just you're you're there's a reason you're grinding and you're grinding because you want to get a better ship or you want to get multiple ships. You want to get a fleet. You want to but they're like tangible reasons to grind in order to be better in the game. And like that's always kind of been my thing where like I admire that design choice about Sea of Thieves, and it's also just maddening to me because <laughs> I just feel like, what is the point of doing this if, like, you can say, like, well, it's the, you know, it's the fun we had along the way. And I'm like, okay, but they're always trying to thwart that on me, too. So, like, I don't know. But so, like, there are just things about this game where I'm like, oh, this could be fun. Like, mm. if if me and all my buds get together and, like, it's not that the three of us are on one ship. It's that we have three ships. We are a fleet. We can do maneuvers. We can, you know, like maybe PVP is more interesting. Who knows? So all of those things are, are, are piquing my interest. I'm like, Oh, this could be interesting. And then I'm like constantly coming back to like, ugh. but Ubisoft runs this game. And, 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 it's an old Ubisoft game. Like they, it's an old Ubisoft game and it's a studio that is small. Like they are not, they're not prepared to handle anything at scale. So if people just decided they were super into it, it'll be down for a week before they can like get people to help them scale the game out. Like there's just so many things 
that yeah. like like reminds you that they can't deliver on the promise um which is which sucks because it is a small studio it is like not one of the it's you know it's not massive no i'm sorry god i hate that they call their studio that <laughs> it's not the developer of the division massive like it's not one of their like hallmark uh you know, Assassin's Creed, uh, you know, the division rainbow six, like it's not one of those studios within Ubisoft. This is like the one that you kind of pull in to like finish up some of the, like whatever crap work that needs to be done in order to get those other games out of, out of the gate. And they just kind of threw them this project and said, see what you can do with it. And then didn't support them and have just let it languish for years now while apparently they're still trying to make it work. So yeah, it's like you said, like that long in development hell, like how behind are they now? Like how behind is the technology? Like, is this still running on like an old Assassin's Creed engine or did they try and update it and, you know, get it to whatever Valhalla was running on? Like, um, there's just, there's just so many pitfalls that this game can fall into. And so it's just like, you can't, you can't bring it into your Maybe. warm embrace because you know that it's just going to like, it could never see the light of day, which I think is still very much an option. Um, especially with what they've been doing, um, with just all of their projects. Like they just keep throwing things out there to see what will stick. Now, the fact that this has stayed around in development hell for this long, maybe, there's still somebody who's championing this project within the organization. Um, I think, I think one of those articles was basically there's a deal with the government in Singapore of like mm. it, like part of part of the funding of that studio came from the government. So they have to see it through. Like there's, there's some okay. contractual reason why it has to so see the light of day. Maybe worse. Yeah. But that it will go through and will not, it will have problems. Because as you, because as you've been talking about, I realized like I'm scared to like it because I know there's no way it can be a success and that it will be supported. Yeah. Because I'm interested, but I mean, we've seen games like Halo come out the gate and not be able to handle scale. Like, so like if people are at all excited about it, it's almost like a curse because yeah. then it's just going to be like, oh, well the servers are crap. Matchmaking doesn't work. Uh, you know, like, like there's just so many things that could go wrong. And then Ubisoft's just like, oh, well, it's their fault. They suck. So we're going to shut it down. And it's just like, oh my gosh, like this is, ah, it sucks. Like, I hate that this is where we're at because we should be really excited about this game. Like we should, this is, this is in our wheelhouse. This is something that we would typically enjoy. And instead with, with everything that has been going on within the, the publisher slash bigger organization, you just know, like you just can't, you cannot get excited about it. And then, you know, I was making jokes, but I do have fears too, that like, even if it does see some success, like Ubisoft's going to be like, Oh, well we need to put NFTs in this game. We need to, Mm -hmm. this is going to be the next game that isn't doing too well, that we're going to really, you know, put the final nail on the coffin. Cause it was like, what they came out with ghost recon, what breakpoint was that yeah. what that game was yeah. called? I don't remember what the game was called. They did the whole NFT thing and then it was like three months later. They're like, just kidding, we're shutting the game down. Hope you enjoyed our 
our time together. It's just like, what are you doing? This none of this makes sense. <sighs> I'm not even sure if we really need a pirate game either, but it's just like it's different. Like I, I don't know how one of those is successful beyond what CFDs has done on honestly at this point, but uh just because multiplayer game designs in such a weird spot too. Um but, yeah. um man did not uh have that in my April bingo card that the, we were gonna get a leak of actual skull <laughs> bones. So Yeah. Let's go to your games of the week. Oh boy. Nintendo Switch Sports came out this past Friday mm-hmm. and I played it. We had a whole family game night yeah. on Friday. Um and the had the girls ever played Wii Sports? They have. Okay. They don't really they were really little. Yeah. So they don't really remember it very well. Um it was uh it was a success. Okay. Um everybody had fun. Mm-hmm. Um it's I would say I would say it feels it feels like it's got like that nostalgic hit. Like bowling feels like bowling, tennis feels like tennis. Um you know, Chambara, which is what we call now. I forget what they called it in 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 Wii Sports. It wasn't called that. I think it was just like Joust? sword fighting or something. I don't even know what it was called. But it was swords. But it's the same thing. Um, they added in where you can use two Joy-Cons now and have two swords and be like uh, just going nuts on people, which is kind of hilarious. Um, the mm-hmm. Okay, so the most surprising game of all of them. We didn't even play it on Friday. Me and my oldest daughter were playing it today because she was like, we normally play Monster Hunter Rise mm-hmm. uh, on Mondays because my, my youngest goes to dance class. And she was like, I know you really want to play Rise, but would you be? And I was like, yeah, we can play this new game. It's fine. <laughs> uh, so we played soccer okay? because we hadn't played soccer yet. It's it's freaking off the rails it's like playing rocket league (laughs) like the 1v1 mode is nuts and there are some strats that can happen in that and like all of a sudden i was like i was like whoa because she was even getting mad at me she's like how are you how do you know that that's where the ball is going to be and i'm like because i have a thousand hours in rocket league and i've seen (laughs) balls bounce off walls like i'm like i'm ready for that um Cause you can do some crazy moves. Like if you run, it's hard to explain. Cause basically your kick is your, your right hand, your right joy con. And so you can kick it straight, but you can also swipe across your body and do this crazy, like sidekick that can fake people out. So like you look like you're going to kick straight and you can sidekick it off a wall and then get the rebound and kick that in and like get them to bite on it. Like, there is a lot of depth there that could be really fun. Um, we had a lot of fun playing soccer. <laughs> it was really good. Um, and that wasn't even involved. We didn't try. So there's a separate mode within soccer called shootout. And that's what involves the leg strap that came with ring fed adventure. You can also get a physical version of um, Nintendo switch sports and it comes with it too. But we haven't tried that one yet because we're like, Oh, I don't want to keep taking it on and off. And like, it's oh, really yeah, We have two. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be tricky. Um, yeah. And then uh, um, badminton is a lot of fun and has some some good strategy stuff in there. And it, we had some really good like back and forth 
um, volleys. I think volleyball is probably the weakest game of yeah, the lineup. I can see that. Um, good try, though. Good try. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She made she she brought up a good point today. She was asking me. She was like, "Are they going to add new stuff?" And I'm like, "Yeah, golf is coming soon." And she was like, "Well, are they going to add archery back?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, archery was pretty fun, and it was kind of novel, like mm-hmm. how you drew it back." And uh, I was kind of surprised that, that they made no mention of that. But I mean, they what they need they need to do a ring fit addition to it, like do archery with that thing. Let's end. Oh my gosh, that would be awesome. I mean. I feel that it. would be super cool. Yeah. And just pull it back and like, Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. It definitely feels like something that if they see it sell well and they see that people are engaging with it, I have really big issues with their unlock system because you can only do it by playing online. So like all of this time that we spent playing together as a family, which I felt like was the hallmark of this game. Sure. Like, about playing with people like in front of a TV, like together though, you can't unlock anything. And so all of the, all of the customization stuff, all of the clothing, all of that stuff is all locked behind playing online. And I'm just like, let me get this straight. Nintendo. The one thing that you suck at more than anything is the thing that you're going to force me to do now. And like matchmaking right off the bat, I'm a rookie match me with somebody who was diamond level cool I'm like, great this is working exactly how i expected it to um so that part is so dumb and i just i don't understand it at all and like i don't want my kids playing online in order to get stuff so then they just miss out on that like being able to customize your care it's it's a really bad system and i really hate that they did it that way and i don't understand why they did it the way that they did it so um, but as far as being able to have that fun of playing with people as like a party game and, you know, keep your keep your Wii Sports in mind when you play this, because it's got all of the same motion control weirdness that can pop up. And like if you remember the days of having to put your uh, Wemo upside down on your coffee table in order to get it to zero out for the uh, the gyros like there is still very much that stuff happening with these controllers. So, um, since we haven't really put them to the motion control test since arms, it's been a while. And there's actually, there's actually a firmware update for the joy cons. When you play the game, I don't know if it's only when you play the game or if they just put it out more broadly, but I think it was specifically to try and to tune those, sure. (laughs) Tune those gyros uh, a little bit more, but all in all, we had fun. Um, Good. so if you, if you like doing that stuff, uh, I think you will have fun too. We were supposed to have some family over this weekend, but it fell through. So we didn't get to play. Like I've got it ready mm. to go, but haven't had a reason nice. to bust it out yet. Uh, shout outs, uh, Elden Ring round two has begun. Um, start playing on PlayStation mm-hmm. with, uh, John and, uh, Coop is going to join in with us as that in, in that as well. Um, uh, Damn, that's just such a good game. It really uh, is. Really is. It's kind of astounding how good that like every time I just go back to it, I'm like, gosh, this game is so good. <laughs> uh I did actually start uh Kiwami 2. I said I was going to, and I did. Did you just- I played a little bit of my Steam Deck, um, but haven't gotten terribly far into it. I was, I was- the combat already felt weird, which is surprising. Huh. No. I was uh 
Yeah, curious if you'd start it before you got your deck back. I didn't. I started it. It was the first thing I played when I got my <laughs> deck back, as is tradition. Uh, as I said, I did play Rogue Legacy 2, um, which uh, I played that on deck and that played well. Uh, and then I also played um, some more Circuit Superstars because they kind of have like the Mario Kart single player cups system in okay. the game now. Um, so you can do like amateur. Oh my gosh, I'm terrible at this game. <laughs> uh, they're, they're really hard. It, it, it's so much of it is memorizing track layouts because it's kind of hard to get better if you don't have any clue where you're going and you're just kind of taking every turn as a surprise. Um, but I do kind of have a desire to get better at some of these tracks. Um, they have a, they have like a rally, uh, cup, like an off, like an off-road on-road cup. That's really fun and hard in different ways, but I still really like this game. And I think, uh, I'd like to try that. It's worth checking yeah. out. It's worth checking out. It's out of, it's out of early access, right? I, yes, okay. it is at 1.0. I'll try so. it out. Let's try it out. Let's wind down the show with some hype uh, as far as new releases I'm guessing this has got to be the physical edition of Sifu Sifu Vengeance edition for both Playstations uh, this week I've not thought about Sifu in a while honestly I see it every time I open up Epic and just sigh just uh, make I think they're adding different difficulty modes but i haven't read into what their easy mode is like yeah do i have button prompts to dodge that's that's what i need um loot river that's a big release for uh for this week for me um that is another roguelike out there some an interesting mechanic for how it mixes up its levels um that's out for xboxes and uh pc (laughs) i just copy paste i just copy huh I think so. Is that yes, Game that, Pass release? Yeah, that is a Game Pass release. Okay. Um, and then I copy-paste this from Game Informer. I was like, but Overcooked All You Can Eat is out. It's out for Stadia this week. There are Stadia games still. Uh, so there's, What? Yeah, that's what that says. And then um, Trek to Yomi, which looked like almost a grayscale 2D side-scrolling Ghost of Tsushima at one point. That is out for PlayStations and Xboxes and PC this week pick that one up uh do not know what that among us edition is but we don't among us um there were a couple hold on there were a couple other indie game shout outs that let me bring up discord here because there was there was the someone was trying to find the next among us and i'll uh, i just want to find the title of it and i can talk through the premise um all right here it is uh uh oh gosh the title is not in the title just act natural <laughs> which is a 3d game where you can choose control some goofy claymation characters that just kind of waddle around and you're trying to do objectives uh to the other players and and but you also look like npcs because while you're trying to do these objectives one of the players is basically floating around with a sniper rifle and like a lakuda cloud and trying to kill players. He's trying to figure out who are players and who are NPCs. Uh, it looks Wasn't there another game that was like that? I feel like I remember there was another game where it was like you had a sniper and then you had to try and like it act blend like... in. What was that? Yeah. Yeah. But uh I can't yeah, remember what that was. That's called Just Act Natural. It looks silly. It looks like South Park characters a little bit too. Um, huh. um and then 
Talk about Loot River. Uh, Dungeons of Dreadrock, which I just found through the Buried Treasure blog. That's the reason I called that one out is because it's actually on phones as well as PC and Switch. Um, hmm. But just a nice, simple little dungeon crawler with the art style is real fucking good. It doesn't look like it should be from screenshots, but it looks, yeah. Anyway. And then um, Steam's doing that big roguelike sale right now. So there's a lot of that stuff is on scale. Oh, and also, sorry, uh, shout out to Not Words. It is not a Wordle replacement, people, but it is a fun-ass word app um, from Nick Gage. Is that right? Um, I think he may, I think he was involved in that, like, what was that? Spell tower or word tower spell? It was mm. one of the, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. It's, I don't like crosswords, but these are structured like crosswords. But the way it works is, is you're not using definitions. It's like grouping the blocks in the crossword like into groups of four or five blocks. And it says, in these four or five blocks, these are the four or five letters that are in this block. And then you basically build them out from, from that. And, uh, okay. Yeah. And it's got daily challenges and that kind of stuff as well as, uh, monthly puzzles so there's plenty of puzzles to do at any given point too so that's been uh my wind down game the evenings especially before wordle um releases at midnight that's usually how my night ends is the last thing i do is a wordle uh what are you hyped for sir well we are we are on the precipice justin <laughs> of getting the greatest sports game i hope that's ever been made but uh nope. after really enjoying the soccer in Nintendo Switch Sports, it made me realize that Mario Strikers is coming out next month. Um, I, I, yeah, if they screw it up, I will never forgive them. Like, I'm they not, can't, they I'm can't, not allowing, it's not optional. I'm not allowing doubt to creep into my mind. There cannot, this cannot be a Mario Golf situation. That's all I'm saying. Um, I am playing uh, more Elden Ring. Uh, I will play more uh, Yakuza as always. And then I'm sure uh, my kids will want to play more Nintendo Switch Sports. So we will do that. Definitely Mario Strikers hype. I like you focusing our attention. Uh, but yeah, Loot River this week. Um, I'll be pl- I'll also be playing Rogue Legacy 2 and that Dungeons of Dread Rock, which I just mentioned. So uh, yeah, I don't... I mean, the only other console game I stole for Britain Rest might creep in there, but I've been actually focused on playing Xbox stuff lately. So mm. uh, that's going to do it for the Night Force this week. Thanks for hanging out, and we will see you next time. Next time. Next time.